Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. This is your daily financial news. This is a new show I try to get done first thing in the morning before we start our expert series. Normally you count on this at 7.30, except on Thursdays because we interview the one and only Jonathan Twomley at 7.30 a.m. So let's get into the news. First, did housing bottom? Yes, folks. National Association of Realtors is trying to put out a message that housing has bottomed. I hope you are not laughing too hard, but yes, according to the chief economist Lawrence Yoon, pending home sales last month being down 1% was a sign that housing is at or near a bottom. Now, let's be clear. What the chief economist is talking about is transactions, right? Remember, there's this debate about transactions and price. Lawrence is trying to put on a brave face and say that housing has bottomed. I do not believe that is true. I believe there is more pain to come. I believe you've heard me say 30% crash this year, 50% crash peak to trough. I see no reason to change my opinion. We have already seen transactions fall 30%. So let's wrap that up. I think there's a lot more pain to come. Transactions. Why do I say that? Well, I think what we have seen, if you kind of try to tie all of these pieces together, is a mortgage rate at 6% does serious damage to the housing market. It wipes out roughly 18 million buyers. Also, at 6%, it keeps a lot of supply off the market, right? This is the classic, the Fed broke housing. They have destroyed demand and they have destroyed supply. So we are going to get less transactions. I believe what we are about to go through is a rising rate environment. I believe the Fed's going to go up at least 100 basis points between today and the end of the year. I believe this could take mortgage rates over that threshold of 6%. And it might, it might push us to 7% by the summer of next year. So in short, housing has not bottomed, in my opinion. Transactions have more to fall. So Lawrence, it's cute that you're saying that, but I believe interest rates will go up from here. I believe that transactions will continue to fall because the supply demand equation is just broken thanks to the federal reserve next up well we got the student loan forgiveness i don't know how you feel about it i frankly don't care one way or the other we probably all knew this was coming i was i was surprised by a couple of things 
I again, I haven't validated this data in in the world of fake news. I'm always apprehensive, but I think I think these are these seem to be from a decent source. One, there are 43 million borrowers with student debt. Because we're going to give uh, forgive 10,000 and up to 20,000 of its a Pell grant, roughly 20 million. So that's like let's just call it half. It's not quite half, but it's almost half. Almost half of the student loan debt or the student loan borrowers will be wiped out completely. That's I didn't realize that, that I mean that means that 20 million people have a loan balance below 20 grand. When I left school, my student debt was close to 50 grand. So I just I didn't know. Total cost of the student loan forgiveness including delayed payments, which oh by the way, as I think all of us expected, it's been extended to January 1st. Who did not see that coming? But don't worry, they promise this is the last time. Really? Okay, sure. But the total cost of all the student loan forgiveness plus delayed payments is now $800 billion. Folks, it's almost a trillion dollars in stimulus. Nobody is talking about student loan forgiveness, delayed payments. It is stimulus. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it is stimulus. Let's not... Let's not quibble. That money that would be spent on student loans is being spent elsewhere. It is stimulus. Pretty crazy. So a couple of things that do bother me about the student loan forgiveness. One, we haven't fixed the system. My biggest gripe about all of this student loan fiasco, and it is a fiasco, is the underlying system is broken. It is just absolutely broken. We should not be giving 18-year-olds six figures in debt and not allowing it to be wiped away in bankruptcy. The fact that student loan debt can't be wiped away in bankruptcy is one of the reasons the debt is so cheap. the, The system is broken. Wiping away some number doesn't fix the problem. Fix the problem. And then number two, is this now a campaign strategy? Now, I don't think anybody on the Democratic side will say this is bribery, but you better believe the folks on the Republican side will say this $10,000 giveaway so close to midterms is a bribe. Do with that what you will. But who is to say that next presidential election, there is not another $10,000 forgiven and say October of 2024. (gasps) Could it happen again? What, what is to stop the next president? The next, yeah, the next, every two years, the president could sign, Hey, I'll give, I'll give, you know, 20 grand or 10 grand away. Fix the system folks, fix the system. I read a crazy stat yesterday that is disturbing, disturbing. Apparently, I I almost can't believe this is true. But one in six Americans 
are behind on utility bills. Think about that. That's like 17%. One in six Americans are behind on utility bills. That's that's bonkers. That's crazy, right? That's just, that's insane. A lot of this is because during the crisis, just like forbearance, just like student loans, utilities made it clear that they wouldn't shut off. So people didn't pay. Now they have these huge balances because they chose to spend money elsewhere. Financial management by the average American is not great. And it is shocking that one in six, if this article is correct, Americans are behind on the utility bills. I hope that is not true. Next, earnings. We got a bunch of earnings. Uh, NVIDIA, remember they lowered guidance about three weeks ago. Lowered guidance. They basically missed top, missed bottom. Gaming revenue is down 33% and they lowered guidance. I would expect their stocks to be down today. Salesforce.com beat top line, beat bottom line, but gave weak guidance. But they did issue a $10 billion stock buyback. Box beat top, beat bottom, but gave a weak forecast. Victoria's Secrets missed top, missed bottom, and said customer demand is waning. Peloton missed top line, missed bottom line, declining revenue, negative gross margins, deep operating loss. Woo! Peloton in trouble. Dollar Tree, beat top line, beat bottom line, but gave lower guidance. Again, you, we're trying to figure out what is going on in retail. If you're at the top of the food chain, Nordstrom's. Nordstrom's told us this week that they are losing the bottom end of their buyers. Macy's has told us they're losing folks. Walmart has told us they're losing folks. Now Dollar Tree. It is not good out there in consumer world. Dollar General did beat did did beat top line beat bottom line but fell as Dollar Tree lower guidance and then finally Abercrombie and Fitch missed top line missed bottom line and cut forecast. We are seeing lots of retailers cut forecast going forward on consumer demand. Graham Stephan, uh, if you don't follow, if you don't know, a lot of people in the YouTube world don't know that Graham Stephan also is pretty prolific on Twitter. Uh, Graham put out an, a, twi- a tweet series basically highlighting how to get ready for a recession. You and I have been talking about winter is coming, getting prepared. I thought I would share Graham's three steps. Number one, become indispensable at your job. What I would tell you to do is get close to revenue. Not new products. I'm talking core revenue. Number two, Keep three to six months of emergency reserves. I think that is always a wise idea. Heading into a recession, closer to six months, please, if possible. Then number three, invest in yourself. Pick up new skills. And of course, keep your resume up to date. I think those are always wise advice. Again, this is an environment. Recessions are new companies are made, new dreams are made. They are opportunities. Don't be scared. Don't shrink. Prepare 
and then go find your opportunity. Opportunities are easier to find in a recession because most people get scared and run away. Toll Brothers. Toll Brothers, I dug into their earnings a little bit because, again, one of the surprising announcements yesterday was new homes had almost 11-month supply total, but roughly 10 months of that supply was in progress. Toll Brothers reported yesterday a 60% decline in orders. So I went through Toll Brothers' uh, earnings call or earnings kind of you know breakdown, and what they highlighted is they have strategically paused construction after laying pads. What does that mean? That means very likely that almost all builders are going into their lots, laying the foundation, and then stopping. They are not building the frame. This is actually a strategy that lots of builders use in the Northeast, right? They get ready for the winter. They lay the pads. They, they cover them. And then when the snow melts, they build the frames. Now we are doing it because they don't know where demand is coming back. <laughs> Rates are up. Buyer traffic is down. So builders are going to slow down. This is part of the real estate or housing depression. Excuse me. Lots of less home building, lots of less home sales, lots of less transactions. It is going to be bad for at least another year, possibly year and a half. We have to watch the mortgage rate. Mortgage rates break six and heaven forbid get close to seven. Transactions are going to continue to go down, down, down. I'm afraid we have not hit bottom in transactions. I believe transactions will fall further. Excuse me. Uh, what else? We got Neil Kaskari talking. He is now the most hawkish Fed president. He is afraid the board will pause too soon. He is talking about the 70s and the mistakes of the 70s of the Fed pausing, start and stopping, causing double dip recessions. I am glad that the Fed is talking about that. We do get Jerome Powell speaking tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. That should be interesting. Uh, Last thing to talk about, uh, I'm seeing the housing market in other countries crack, crash, frankly, crash. Price, not only transactions, price. One of the reasons is their debt structure. Did you know? I didn't know these facts. I'm curious if you did. One, household debt total. Household debt in Australia, 126% of income. Canada, 108% of income. The UK, the United Kingdom, 90% of income. The United States, 80%. I would not have guessed that. But yes, folks, Australia... Australia population is running a personal debt structure that is 126%. That is uh, unhealthy. And when you have rising rates, your debt gets more expensive. So they are definitely seeing price declines in Australia. They do not have 30-year fixed rate debt. 
All right, folks, it is Thursday, August 25th. That's your daily financial news. We will be back tomorrow. Have fun. Take care. Bye.